The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Gut Feeling, where we discuss the brain-gut connection and how to break free from bloating and chronic inflammation of the gut. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, former anxious IBS struggler, turned holistic health coach and digestive specialist. Thank you so much for joining me on your healing journey. Hey guys, welcome back to A Gut Feeling. Very, very excited to dig into the third episode of Symptom Series. Today, we're going to talk about anxiety. It's a big one. And I also got a lot of questions. Wait, why is anxiety part of Symptom Series when it's not a symptom you would think of related to gut health, like constipation, diarrhea, you know, gas, bloating, these kind of things that are so obvious that are hurting the gut. Anxiety is definitely correlated with poor gut health because of the brain uh, brain gut connection, right? The thing about it is having anxiety is both mental and physical, not just one or the other. And a lot of people think that anxiety is just more mental, but it does have a lot to do with the physical when it comes to the body, you know, and oftentimes it can be at the same time. We can have a mental and a physical experience happening together, causing the anxiety or even triggering the anxiety and making it work worse, right? So it's very interesting because my normal process of how I think about what I'm going to write on the podcast and then write what I'm going to put on the podcast and then finish up what I'm going to put on the podcast the day of kind of goes like this. On Monday, I organize the idea. I get down some PowerPoints. Um, Tuesday, I might take another peek at it, tweak some stuff. And on Wednesday, I like to have that fresh feel of what I'm going to say on the day of because I, you know, I'll be fresh brain and I know it's happening that day. So I'll kind of meditate on it and write down anything else I'm going to put down, finish it, print it out so I can read it while we're while we're recording. And then I get here and we we get we're good to go today. I woke up with anxiety. Not because I'm doing a podcast on anxiety, but because I actually had anxiety. So I thought it was very interesting because normally I know exactly what I'm going to say when it comes to a specific podcast. But today with having anxiety, I thought, well, this is an opportunity for me to really tap in to the physical and the mental 
to be able to bring this to the podcast today and share this sort of, you know, dual battling dual thing we have here of mental and physical from my own experience, right? So I do share a lot about my own experience, but it's not often that I'm experiencing that thing on the day that I'm talking about it when it comes to the podcast. So I thought, well, this maybe is a godsend that I have this anxiety because it's going to, you know, allow me to tap in and bring you more authenticity when it comes to what you really need to do when anxiety triggers in. Now, here's the thing about anxiety. It's very future focused. This is where a lot of anxiety comes from. Worry for the future, the questioning, what if, what if this happens, what if that happens, the idea that something could happen that may hurt you, or the idea that something could happen good, but do I even deserve this good thing to happen? So we love to spiral out on however many different things can happen in the course of the future of the course of our future, I should say. And we get to the place where we're overwhelmed because none of this stuff is in our control. And as soon as it's not in our control, that's when the anxiety comes in, right? So I woke up this morning, had the anxiety and my normal instinct when I have anxiety, and if you guys are listening, please, you know, comment below or, or shoot me a message, your normal instinct, my normal instinct is to wake up and go to avoid the anxiety and to move forward with my day and to jump in and do everything I can to ignore said anxiety, right? Um, yeah, I feel that too. But since I knew I was doing a podcast on anxiety today, I challenged myself to stop and connect with self so I could really see what was going on. So I could bring you this information in this podcast today. So what I did was I restructured my morning so that I was able to study this. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to take this time to be able to study it. And so now for you, what I wanna do is break that up into mental and physical of the experience I had inside anxiety today so you can really see how it's connected in both ways, all right? So the mental. Now, I checked in with myself, I pulled out my journal and I said, what am I experiencing? What have I been experiencing? What am I exposed to? What are the things I've been going through that could be or may be contributing to this anxiety? And I do personally have a lot going on in family life and personally with my surgery that you guys know that I'm having. There are a lot of emotions coming up around a lot of that. I just moved back to Michigan and, you know, to take care of said family and everything is going on. So I thought, let me write down three things that I feel like I've been doing with my emotions that could be contributing to this anxiety. So here's what I came up with. I had been suppressing emotion around family sickness and moving. I had been trying to avoid the feelings to stay positive for other people, family supporting everything. Okay. And I was doing too much, meaning I didn't have enough downtime to be able to recuperate in between all of this stuff that was going on. Now, this is very common for a lot of people, these three things, suppressing the emotions, um, meaning not allowing ourselves to feel the sadness, the grief, the guilt, whatever it is, trying to avoid these feelings by doing anything else 
to not look at these feelings and by doing too much and not allowing ourselves to rest. This is very normal of a lot of people when they experience anxiety, okay? I connected with that. I realized that that was happening. You know, I wrote it down and I said, okay, I will work on addressing that shortly. But now I want to connect to the physical body. So I got up out of bed and I went and sat on my yoga mat and I started moving a little bit and let me see what could be contributing to it in the physical. Now, in the last couple days, I'm looking at what I was exposed to in the physical, okay? Last night, I ate out at a restaurant when I do normally eat at home more and I ate some things that aren't normally in my typical diet, specifically, because I know you guys like to hear specifics. Um, I had some dairy and I had been doing more of an AIP protocol prior to my explant surgery just to make myself strong and healthy and clean. And I had some grains, which is not in the AIP protocol. So these are out of the ordinary in the last couple of weeks. So could have been maybe triggered by those a little bit. And of course, eating out, everything is, you know, different oils, more salty, those kind of things. I ate later than I normally would, which, you know, typically I would normally eat dinner, let's say five, six, maybe even seven, but I had dinner at 8.30 or nine o'clock. So a lot later, closer to bed, which could have triggered some, you know, didn't really digest well and triggered some anxiety for me. And the other thing that was happening in the physical is for the last couple nights, I found myself on the phone very late which usually is a big no-no for me. Um, I try to avoid blue light at night at all costs. I try to get my work done, you know, as early as I can. So I'm not exposed to it or, you know, try to use the glasses or whatever I do. I, I just try not to be on the phone. But I had been stuck in a pattern of being on the phone late, trying to get work done because during the day, sometimes I had to deal with some family stuff. Um, and so then I realized, well, this is definitely triggering me, which prompted me to take a week long digital detox, which if you are following me and listening to me at this time, then you know that I'm already on this one week de digital detox. So yes, anxiety then can be triggered by food or the physical, what we expose ourselves to. The mental is more around the emotion, the feeling that we're not allowing to feel or being focused in the future. And the physical is what did we consume? What is on our body? What are our habits? What's, what are the physical things that we're doing? Okay, so it's, that's kind of the, the separation. Now, the other aspect is where your gut health is currently. So this has to do with the wear and tear of what's going on in your digestive system. All right. So many of my clients, many people who struggle with digestive issues typically also have the common denominator of anxiety. The reason that is because that reason happens is because of the brain gut connection. Now, you've heard me explain this before if you're an avid listener to the gut feeling uh podcast. But if not, the reason these two are connected is because of this very special nerve that connects the brain to your gut. And in fact, a lot of doctors now call the gut the second brain. Now, this nerve called the vagus nerve starts behind the ears connected to the brain, and it shoots all the way down through the through your entire body, but it connects at the gut. And it's connected to the connective tissue of your intestinal wall of your intestinal lining. So you can bet 
that if you have damage to your intestinal wall or your intestinal lining, and if you are someone who has been bloated for a very long time, experiencing chronic constipation or diarrhea, digestive pains and issues, you could bet that the intestinal wall of your lining is somewhat damaged then it's sending these triggers, these neurotransmitters back and forth from this nerve to the brain that something is wrong. And so it's going to try to fix it, which can create this vicious vicious cycle where anxiety can come in as the gut is triggered and vice versa. If the fight or flight brain is triggered, the gut can get triggered. Now, I'm going to jump into this when I talk about the bullet points, but here is an opportunity to see that it's not always what you eat or how you eat it, but also what you're feeling when you do eat or when you, what you're just feeling throughout the day. Okay. So where do we go from here? We have the physical, we have the mental, and we have this other medical type issue of having poor gut health and it connecting, doing the brain gut connection and causing more anxiety in our body and feeling it throughout the day. So here I am on my mat, knowing where I'm at. I'm not experiencing any gut issues, but I am experiencing major stress. And combined with the physical of what I shared about the restaurant and the phone and the mental of suppressing the emotions, it's no wonder I woke up with anxiety. And to pinpoint exactly which one it was can be a little bit hard, but usually what it is, is a combination of multiple things. So now I have to look at where I'm at in that situation. And I have to say, what can I do to sort of move myself, softly, softly move myself in the direction of feeling good? Okay. I need to work on me now, because if I don't, I won't be strong enough to serve other people, my family and everyone that needs me currently. Okay, got to fill your cup first, right? We talk about this all the time. So I sat down and I thought, what are my favorite three things that I do to reduce anxiety and how can I start to integrate them into my life now? Now, besides these favorite three things, the first thing that I did was give myself that social media break, like boom, delete the app, get off of it. It's nothing but a distraction and it's not making me feel any better. So I did the digital detox. I'm on it. It feels great not to even feel like I have to check in with it. I know that I do love it and it's a huge part of my business and it serves its purpose. And I will obviously come back and still love coming back. But currently right now, it was a major aspect that was not healing me or serving me. So I had to let it go. And I will definitely give an update post digital detox on another on the next podcast. But then I was like, okay, so I got that out of the way. Now I really need to address my physical, my mental, my gut health. What are the three things that I can do to be in tune with my body, to connect with self? So I'm not searching for answers outside, but I'm allowing myself to be my guide to put me in that direction. Okay. So number one, I needed to figure out what emotions, what feelings were connecting to how I was feeling. So Again, it's like connecting the body to the mind. So I decided to start keeping a journal about how my mood was connected to my symptoms. So daily, I would wake up, do a body scan, feel how I was feeling. Was I feeling anxious? Was my stomach hurting? Did I feel tired? These kind of things. And and how was that affecting my mood? 
what are my symptoms and how is it affecting my mood? So it's a mood and symptom journal. So it takes it away from the food completely and it puts you into the mental and the physical aspects of what's going on with your body. So keeping that journal daily, checking in with your body, you don't have to do it forever, but if you do it for a period of time, you can start to see that there are, um, you know, just like different things that come up consistently where you're seeing these patterns. That's the word I was looking for, patterns. You're seeing these patterns come up like, oh, when I do stress about this, this does make my stomach hurt. When I'm very future focused, it does bring along anxiety. When I worry about these things that haven't happened, I start to doubt myself. This is where you really get in tune with the body and you really connect to self. So I want you to keep a mood and symptom journal for one week, okay? All you have to do is wake up and write down what you're feeling, what you're what you're going through, or before you go to bed, if it's easier for you to do at night, and then check back in after a week. Where do the patterns exist? How can you release and surrender to what is supposed to be? Trust your body to what it's supposed to do. Trust the process of where you're supposed to be and allow things to flow versus trying to pedal you know, upstream and, you know, just struggling and suffering. Okay. And of course, look, I had to even do this every once in a while too. Everybody comes back to these ways that they connect to self. All right. So number two that I have used for many years, and you know her so well, because I've had her on the podcast, MB Menino, who is a trauma breathwork specialist. I revert back to doing breathwork by her because she is so amazing. So I have some free ones saved from her website and inexpensive ones too, five or $10 ones, saved from her website in my folders on my iPhone. I know that breath work immediately drops me in to the calm by giving oxygen to the brain and to the gut, okay? Now, nothing calms you down faster than getting oxygen to the two places that are in turmoil especially when they're communicating, okay? So imagine two people are in a fight, right? You have person one and person two, they're angry, they're outside in the alley, they're getting ready to fight. And, you know, they're just, they, they, they see red, they're ready to go, okay? Now imagine if each person had somebody that calmed them down and was able to kind of get them out of that anger like very instantaneously. And that person for each of those people showed up at the same time and just brought some oxygen to them, calmed their anxiety, brought them down, and it was able to disengage the fight. That is what breath work does for the brain and the gut. That is what breath work does for stress and anxiety. It's also what it does for gut issues. If you're tight and you're stressed, of course, all of those organs inside of your gut are going to be a problem. You know, they're going to have pain because they're tight and they're stressed. So we want to relax and release. We want to bring oxygen in. And this is doing breath work. Now, for those of you who are new to breath work, 
These are some simple ways that you can add it in. You can go to mbmenino.com and you can check out her um, free stuff on her shop page. Um, check out her IGTV on her Instagram. She has lots of great stuff that's amazing. Or you can also Google search Wim Hof. And Wim Hof is an incredible breathwork specialist. And he has the Wim Hof method of breathwork that's a little more intense, but very quickly drops you into this relaxed state, addressing the brain and the gut connection. Okay, so number three, and I know you guys, I bring this up in every darn episode. I know you're sick of hearing it, but if your fight or flight response is engaged, if you're anxious, if you have gut issues, you have to be able to look at toxic triggers. What are the main things that you're putting into your body that wreak havoc on your gut and your brain? They cause inflammation, they cause acidity, they are responsible for a disease. Our top three that, again, you can't get enough of me saying, caffeine, sugar, and alcohol. These three constantly trigger that inflammatory response. So I know it's really hard to quit them all at once. I talked about it in the last episode for heartburn. I talked about it in the episode before for constipation. We have to be able to look at these three before anything else. It's not about being on a diet or a restrictive protocol. It's looking at the things that cause us pain. Sugar is very inflammatory. Alcohol is very acidic, very inflammatory. So starting to reduce them, I'm not saying you have to quit them completely, but when you do a good job of reducing them in your diet and minimizing it or even figuring out what your limits are, like I know that I can go out with some friends and I can have a tequila with dinner and I am fine the next day. Now, if I get to the bar and I have the drink right away before I eat or if I go you know, over two, I am done for days. So you knowing your limits is really good too. And I know there are a lot of people who experience anxiety the next day after drinking. So it is good to address these things. Now, if you start to reduce them, you can calm the inflammation, which calms the brain-gut connection, thus reducing anxiety, right? So obviously those things take time to learn and we need to introduce them slowly. Nobody ever healed overnight. Nobody ever got rid of anxiety overnight. And clearly anxiety can rear its ugly head and come back in randomly, even for healthy people or people who address it. So for that reason, there are natural herbal supplements that can really help when it comes to reducing stress and anxiety in the body. Okay. A few of my favorites. The first one of my favorites is rhodiola. Uh, rhodiola is a brain adaptogen. So it helps balance the brain chemicals. And it's it basically triggers dopamine without causing drowsiness or fatigue. Amazing. Like after, later, right? Because like when we eat things like sugar or do drugs, that's like that immediate dopamine response, but then comes the detox and the drowsiness and fatigue. Well, this is a natural herbal supplement that will not cause that. And it also helps to enhance exercise performance. So if you're feeling tired and it's hard to get to the gym, there you go. You can add that in. The second one that I love is Pharmagaba. Now I'm going to read this because it's, it's hard to say, but GABA is gamma amino butyric acid. Okay. This put together is a major calming brain chemical or neurotransmitters. We just talked about neurotransmitters and we, you know, we know that they're happening. This is one of those good ones that we want to add in. It's helpful for restful sleep. It reduces stress. It almost puts a break on that stress response, 
So obviously we love a good break. And then a lot of people who experience chronic long-term stress are experiencing B vitamin deficiencies. So taking something like a stress B complex contains that like a blend will contain an optimal balance of essential B vitamins for those that are de deficient. And it has extra vitamin B5 when it is a complex like that to support healthy adrenal and immune function, which are two reasons why chronic stress may hurt the body. So we like to do that. We like to include that. Now, if you do have a methylation issue, like if you have the MTFHR or something like that, definitely consult your doctor about taking vitamin B because it is hard for you to process if you have methylation issues. If you don't know if you have methylation issues, then you can get testing from um, a functional medicine doctor or a um, gynecologist. And if you're interested in learning more about the functional medicine doctor that I work with, then you can email me, Jacqueline at JacquelineReneeWellness.com. Now, all of these vitamins are available in my supplement dispensary. If you're watching, I'm pointing below. There's the link or it's in the show notes if you're listening on one of the channels. Um, the supplement dispensary has all my favorite supplements in it. All the ones I've mentioned, rhodiola, pharmagaba, the B complex, as well as all of my favorite gut, gut health um, uh, supplements and some testing too. So you can take a stress test or a gut test if you want to learn more about what's going on deeper. Now, if you uh, create an account under my Thorn Supplement Dispensary, you can get 10% off of all of your products, not just your first order, but every order. You just have to create that account once. So hopefully that's really helpful for you guys because I know that there are a lot of things we need to spend money on for health and I don't want to make you keep spending money and not get a little perk, right? So check out my supplement dispensary and, and shop those if you feel like you need them or go back to my top three tips. One, you know, checking in with yourself, that food and symptom journal. Two, doing the breath work, checking in with yourself and getting oxygen to the brain and the gut immediately, and then working on reducing toxic triggers, caffeine, sugar, and alcohol. I ran into somebody today at the gym and she said she was trying to work on do giving up gluten, but she's still feeling bad. And I asked her, you know, what about your sugar intake or something like that? She said, oh, sugar is so bad. I eat it every day, but I can't give it up. And I always ask people this, what are you willing to give up in order to feel good? Because if you really want to heal, we have to take a look at what is constantly triggering you. It's not about being on a diet. It's not about restricting self. It's about empowering yourself to remove things that keep harming you. Like if I had a, you know, a boyfriend who kept beating me, I can't keep him in my life and expect to be happy and heal, right? Or if I had a job where every time I came in, my boss would scream at me and be super upset. Would I be happy? Would I be healing? No, I have to remove the stuff from my body and my life that is not serving me. So whatever that is for you, start there. That's it. Take one step and then start to slowly peel back the layers of your healing journey, right? So for those of you who need additional support on this gut healing journey, you can always join my digestion masterclass. It's four weeks. It's online. It's super inexpensive. The link is below if you're watching again, or the links are always in the bio of my Instagram at Jacqueline Renee Wellness on Instagram. The digestion masterclass is only 129 bucks. It's four weeks. You have the information forever. You can download and print recipes, PDFs, uh, meal plans, all of that stuff. Um, and it's self-guided so you can start it and stop it at any point. You don't have to feel pressure to keep pushing through it. It's very, very helpful 
helpful because it takes you through step by step. And if you are beyond that and you are ready to make serious change in your life and work on your gut healing journey or your self-discovery healing journey to get to a better place and you're ready for full guidance, then you can book a discovery call. It's an awesome 20 to 30 minute video call face to face with me where we can connect and figure out what we need to do based off your own health history, your own lifestyle. I'm going to meet you where you're at and we'll peel back those layers together. So thank you so much for listening. Hopefully this has been helpful for anyone experiencing the symptom of anxiety. Join me again next week when we're going to dig into the symptom diarrhea. I love you guys so much that I'm going to talk about diarrhea on the air. Okay. Talk to you then. Bye. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.